To the point, listeners, this episode is going to be a real knockout. See what I did there? Because it's Mr. Iron Mike Tyson. This is another episode from our live Rhino X event in Phoenix, Arizona. Mr. Mike Tyson shares a little bit of his story. This is Q&A style. And so uh, I only got a couple of side eyes from him where I thought my life was in danger. But we caught it all on the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. This was an exceptional episode with Iron Mike Tyson, the baddest man on the planet. Let's go. This is To The Point. A rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Ladies and gentlemen, Iron Mike Tyson! My man, my man. Oh, man. Do you hear me? I hear you. Okay. All right, let's make sure we have him nice and loud. Can, okay, this is Can cool. everybody hear Mike okay in the back? You can hear me. Okay. Wonderful. Hey, okay, yeah. Got to spend a little time together. Woo! Let's go on the trail! <laughs> okay, this sounds like we're going to get very drunk tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this is just the beginning hey, I, of I had an idea. I thought, you know what? If uh, if somebody was willing to come up here, you know, and uh, and take a punch, I might give you a full refund. Uh, who wants to be the oh, one? Man. Who wants to be the one? Who wants to be the one? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. HR's in the room. You can't do those kind of things. <laughs> Hey man, I really appreciate you being here. Well, and, uh, this is really awesome. <laughs> Spending time with us. I went into your green room and I left there feeling a little bit better about myself. Yeah, it's all good. We, um, we almost forgot we, we were in there, we were late, so we forgot we were in there, we were too tired, we were laying down sleeping. <laughs> why, were you, why are you so sleepy, Mike? <laughs> I smoke a lot of marijuana. <laughs> I got a corporation, I have a big corporation, Tyson 2.0, and so I have to represent my, country, my company and smoke a lot of Chronic, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if client fulfillment is important, you have to understand how good the product actually is, oh, the right? Best, like, the best in the country. Journey. Client journey, that's right. Yes, I agree. Well, listen, um, you guys, I had a, when I got to talk with Mike earlier, um, originally it was like, hey, man, I'm going to do all the questions. You know, I'm going to do a little Q&A session with him, but he's ready to, like, have a good time, too. So he was like, you know what? If we get a little bit of time at the end, we'll open up, and we'll take some questions from y'all. So if you got something... Yeah, we can do that. All right, so we'll roll through some of these things. So, again, man, I appreciate you coming over here. It was good to have a conversation with you. You guys, you see my little my little boy is here. Like, he's living, he's living his best life at this moment. He came he in really and talked to Mike. He really is having a good time. How do you know Brad Rowe? Really? Yeah. Holy moly. Crazy. Well, so listen up. Uh, one, again, I, it's, I told everybody in the room earlier today I was nervous as shit to do a Q&A with Why? you. Why? Well, I mean, <laughs> I know, contrary to popular belief. I know, but that's when I was that guy. I can't be that guy no more now. I'm this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an entre entrepreneur guy now. 
That's right. Well, you are, and you're doing great, and it's really blowing up. You're in like 18 states or something like that, I'm right? I'm very grateful around 400 stores, um, dispensaries. Yeah, 400 stores. So that's a whole different deal. Um, but I'll tell you what, I want to get into some good questions. I watched a ton of interviews leading up to this to try and just see, like, where was your passion at? Um, like, what were the things that got you excited? Like, your journey? Um, all the things that I've wanted to ask since I, since I whooped you in Mike Tyson's punch-out. I'm just saying. That, that happened. That ha I'm happy you won, though, really. <laughs> uh, that, you have to get to ask that all the time. Somebody, I can't be the only one that came up with that corny joke to say I beat you in Mike Tyson's punch-out. One punch little kid just came up to me. I don't know. I kicked your fuck ass. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, kid. I kicked your fucking ass. <laughs> so this whole like, uh, you know, obviously everybody knows Mike because he's the baddest man on the planet. Uh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> and there's this little movie called The Hangover, in case you saw that. Pretty good one. Um, but you're in the cannabis business. You're a business owner, and you're kind of all in on this thing too, and it's become really, really successful. Um, and you know, I was talking to you at a time, and I was just trying to ask, like, what's your passion? I've learned a few things about you, and that's that, uh, one, like, you're a pretty deep, like, you actually are a pretty deep individual. You really care. Uh, you love hard, seems like, and you have big passion. And your passion in this business right now, like, you're all in. Like, that's your baby. That is what your main focus is at the moment, right? That's, um, there's other things that, that, that follows that, but this is just what I'm really interested in, the cannabis business and receiving. And we have um, my interest. Antigua, West Indies, we have 100 acres on a 100-year, um, what are we doing, lease. And I wanted, I wanted to do some banking out of there, do some bank, cannabis banking out of there. It would be the first of its kind. That's awesome. Cannabis so you're, banking. So you're kind of actually paving, like paving the way with this whole thing. Are you, is it? Is well, it, I know I'm the face of psychedelics and cannabis, and, and I guess. Um, okay. Thank, thank you. There we go. I know I'm the face of cannabis. I know that I am. Thank you very much. I know that I'm the face of cannabis and psychedelics, and I have to play the part by using it a lot. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed. So, uh, hey, do we happen to have a second handheld or no? If not, just turn my mic up a little you bit. You sound great. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> So when we go out, uh, we're outside, you know, Mike wanted to check out, you know, the cigar roller, which by the way is pretty badass, right? The cigar really roller is, out there. Yes. Pretty cool. Last year I saw how popular it was when I got the bill afterwards. <laughs> so I knew it was a popular one, we'd have it again. But then Mike goes over and he says, What'd you say, Mike? I was wondering would it be possible if I could put my cannabis in one of these <laughs> fancy rolls. And it was possible, he said it was possible, but it's just um we left it in our hotel room. <laughs> That's right. You didn't want to run back. So I have to imagine, because of the way like you've been programmed, and, uh, that even in the cannabis business, I'm assuming you probably want to be like the best. Like you would strive to be the best at it. Is that fair? Kind of like boxing, man. You want That's to be, an understatement. You want yeah. to be the best. Yeah. What uh, What does it take to truly be the best? Total sacrifice. Total sacrifice. Um, Whatever you love to do, you always loved it, it made you happy, just stop it. Yeah. Yeah, let's just stop it and focus on this. Nothing else. Nothing else. Blinders. That's your whole life, your whole existence is that. 
And so you kind of... The whole purpose of living is that. Whatever the goal is, this is my whole purpose to live it. Nothing in life is more important than this. Not my children, my mother, nothing. Dude, this stare down is intense. <laughs> no, but you know, nothing. When you want to establish something, nothing's more important than that. I almost shit my pants. That's amazing. No, I appreciate that, man. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because if you're going to do something, don't you know, go all in. Right? That's kind of what you're saying. No. Get blinders on and get after it and love it and care about it. Be exactly. passionate about it. You should love your goal so much that you risk giving up your happiness for it. So and the, only reason, and the only reason you got a goal is for happiness. But that's what it's for. So then in order to do that, though, it takes discipline, right, too. So, yeah. like, what I know that that's something that's important to you. Like, explain what kind of discipline that takes. Well, discipline is doing what you hate to do, but doing it like you love it. Getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning, doing the five miles, coming back, doing the 2,000 sit-ups, the push-ups, the sparring. It's just all about self-sacrifice. It's how bad you really want it. What are you really willing to do for it? And on the days you don't want to do it. That's when you do it the most and the most um, energetic. When you, that's, the, that's the whole dis, um, definition of discipline. Doing what you hate to do, but doing it like you love it. Over and over and over. Over and over again. And that's what makes the great ones great? Well, I just know, I know consistency kicks determination's ass. Yeah! I love that. That's been That's real talk. Yeah, so, so I got to know. I'm going to take you back. Like, uh, Darren gave you a, uh, a picture of you and Cuss. Yeah. And, and that took you back to 18 years old, which yeah. is just a few years ago, I know. But took you back to 18 years old. That was a picture of you right before your first pro fight, right? Yes. When he gave you that picture, where did that take you? It's what, um, just to a dream. Took me to that dream where it was a lot, of, a lot of belief, but still a little doubt. And without that little doubt, you're nothing. You have to have a little doubt. And you had it forever? You, you still no, have you, it? you have to have that doubt. Without that doubt, you can't succeed to accomplish your goals. Um, the doubts is what um, inspire you. It's what continues to push you. Absolutely, yeah. So it's like not being, <clears throat> not being content with what you've got or where you're at. Well, you should be content in life. You should. This is why we strive for our goals for contentment. And I, yeah, that's what I believe. That's why. That's the purpose of our goals to be content. Okay, so I'm gonna ask a, diff a different question. Okay, so this is gonna be my attempt to be funny with you. Go for it. Okay. I'm very funny too. I like. Comedian. I know, man. <laughs> so, anybody ever heard of Rocky Balboa? Yeah, I was in that movie. Remember Rocky Balboa? Of course. Rocky Balboa. Come on, man. So I know, easy. I mean, who wins? Mike okay. Tyson or Rocky Balboa? I definitely could beat Rocky Balboa. Did you see Rocky Balboa, man? I saw Rocky oh. Balboa. I mean, I thought Rocky Balboa would have been a great guest to, to, to come and do something like oh, that. Oh, that would have been awesome, right? He was a he's really awesome guy. But I, I have Mike Tyson first on that agenda over Rocky Balboa. Well, thank so. you very much. <laughs> so uh, you and I were talking earlier about um, what boxing looks like today. And kind of we were sharing back and forth about this. Uh, if you guys know the Jake Paul thing and trying to like what he brings to the sport of boxing. And I asked Mike. 
does it is it bringing like is it like what is that doing to the world of boxing? Is it making it? Listen, for instance, how many everybody in here thinks the, um, Jake Paul's full of shit? He got you. He got you. You're paying your money. He already got you. He won. Your guy's going to pay to see him get his ass kicked. He's not going to get his ass kicked, and he got all your money. And you're going to keep paying him to get his ass kicked, but it's not going to happen for a while. Because your guys just can't believe this blue-eyed, blonde-haired guy really trains hard and really competes and really want to do this stuff. That's the real deal. He's training hard. These guys think they're tough guys, and they're going to beat this little white guy with his blonde hair and his blue eyes and his little <laughs> cute face. And his little and, YouTube channel. And, yeah, and they're they falling for a really crude awakening. Guy's training real hard and dedicating and sacrifice. It looks crazy what he does because he is crazy, but he's sacrificing. He's putting in that work. And it shows he's knocking these guys out. He's hurting these guys, knocking them out. These guys are out cold sleeping. You know, no referee stopping the fight. These guys are sleeping. And that's, all the, that's from all the work that he put in. So it's legit? I think so. Okay. Well, it's a legit good business, I'll tell you oh, that. Oh, the much. best business in the world. He's bringing 75 million people to the fights. What do the champion bring? Nothing near that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get it. So, but it's also... But that's got... why people are jealous. The champion of the world in his weight division don't bring many people to the table. Don't bring that many people. This guy brings 75 million people to the table. Yeah, so from that perspective of, yeah. of influence and marketing and whatnot, it's doing its... Yeah, it's so he's helping that. boxing more than boxing's ever been helped. He's, he's a really a help to boxing. People just don't like what it looks like, you know? Yeah, but no, nah, he, he's helping boxing so much. He's bringing so much people, so much money to boxing. It's just, it, I know it's hard to, to swallow, but he's, he's the future of boxing when it comes to the financial and the, uh, the box office. Nobody can beat them. So I got a question for you around this then. Um, two, actually, I'll start with the first question. The simple, easy one is, and I know the answer. I just want everybody else to hear this as well. When I heard that there was $50, $50 million on the line for a fight between Mike Tyson and Jake Paul, I'm like, Mike Tyson's going to fuck you up, Jake Paul. No. But is that really going down? Is that not going down? I don't hope so. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I don't think so. Dude, that fight with you and Roger, oh, my gosh. Dude, I was reliving, like, my days as a kid of, like, watching you and your black trunks and your black shorts. You're so crazy. Oh, my gosh. Dude. <laughs> nuts. That was such a good time. It was good watching it. Thank you. How'd you feel after? I felt good, but everybody was asking Roy how he felt. I didn't do this in 15 years. He just retired a year ago. And they asked him, how you feel? You all right, Roy? I said, what about me? I've been did this for 18 years. Roy asked asking Roy, you all right, Roy? Roy, how you feel? You good, Roy? I don't, I'm not a human. I don't, I don't matter, I guess. Oh, that's funny. So I wanted to say with Jake Paul, like, I, I have a hard time, like, and if you don't know who he is, this guy was a YouTube star, like... Every, listen, everybody knows who he is. You don't have to say that. <laughs> everybody knows who he okay, is. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. So, so my boy's 10, my son is 10, and when he said, hey, I want to, he's telling Anna, my wife, I want to meet Mike Tyson. I'm like, how do you even know Mike Tyson? Probably Jake, through Jake Paul. Damn Jake Paul. Damn Jake Paul. Those, Jake the, Paul, listen. YouTubers. I went to um, talk to some kids in this high school around 
15 years ago, right? So I'm going in there, and when I go in there, there's a big scream in the screen, and the teacher, the principal is showing these guys films of me as a fighter, because these guys only know me as this guy from The Hangover. And then I'm, <laughs> and so I'm talking to these kids that's in the ninth grade, and this is what this kid told me. And, and listen, the right, my right hand to God, this kid said, hey, I think my grandfather told me about you. <laughs> You're talking about humbleness, wow! <laughs> so they only know me as this actor, and they, forget, they don't know nothing about my career. Ninth grade. I've been called worse, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, so I gotta know, I'm gonna, this is the last thing I'm gonna say on, on this Jake Paul thing. Is it, is it raw talent or is it determination? Like which one of those wins? Hey, he's determined. He's determined. He really wants to prove that he's somebody. He's gonna make money, there's no doubt about that, but he really believes that he's somebody and that's why he's successful. The belief, the power belief is powerful than anything. And, and it proves, look at him. You think he's a psychopath the way he conducts himself, but he's a walking money machine. Got something figured out. Yes, he did. So, I gotta know, I've, I've, I've never been knocked out. <laughs> I've been in plenty of fights. When you're little, you gotta be scrappy sometimes. You know what you gotta I understand. <laughs> so I got a lot of fights. Never been knocked out, thankfully. So you um, like to punch you? No. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. I don't want to refund myself. I'm good. Like with your friends really like you. <laughs> they're like, they're like, he's a customer. He's like, knock him the fuck up. Chris, you forgot to invoice me last month. I forgot. I forgot. So I got to know, how good does it feel when you knock somebody out, man? Because you knock somebody out and you just walk off. How good does that feel? SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Does it depend on the round? Right. No, no. <laughs> At first, it's so awesome because it's the beginning, and then it becomes a job. It's the beginning. What do you no, mean? when the first starts happening, people start going crazy oh, and yeah. this and that. Why is it not going? And then, but what they're telling you is this. The more you hurt him, the more I love you. The more I would cheer. The more you hurt him, the more I cheer. And I like hearing people cheer. <laughs> That's just what it is. Like that? Yeah. That's, uh, we were just talking about simplifying things, right? Like, that's about as simple as it gets. Well, so I want to know then, um, that's relatable to business and in, in being a fighter is what, like, what makes a good fighter? Just like what makes a good business owner, I'm assuming the DNA is somewhat similar or the tactics or whatever you're doing. If I may be permitted to say, 
It's the desire to be the best in the world. It has to be some ego in there. And it's just desire to be the best. It's, I, I can't even explain it. I can't even articulate it. But you just, you just want to be that. Whatever it is, you just want to be that. I see Muhammad Ali. Is that my mic? I see Muhammad Ali when I was a little boy when I was in the reformatory. And as soon as I saw him, I said, I want to be like him. And then I got transferred from there to a place where it was a guy that used to be a professional boxer. And he started teaching me how to box. And then he introduced me to my mentor, Customato, and I'm here talking to you. Sounds great. <laughs> I'm thankful. But you understand, to met him, going through all, now he's now here with me and you because of him. Yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> you know what's cool, too, is I heard that Tyson Fury was named after you. Yeah. You guys know who Tyson Fury is, right? Does not look like a boxer. A bad... He's badass. A bad man. Just don't get him mad. He's <laughs> badass. <laughs> so, y'all ever heard that uh, Mike Tyson had tigers, right? Yeah. Anybody heard that? Well, you're, uh, Bor uh, Boris uh, Storm and Kenyon. Kenyon was yeah. Yes. Um, what the hell did you get tigers for? <laughs> listen, listen. I'm in prison, right? I'm talking to my, my, I have a car dealer, so he buys all the Ferraris and the cars, and my friend owes him some money, so he has my friend's cars. And he said, listen, because I'm trying to get some new cars that's coming in the country. So he said, listen, if Devontae don't pay me my money, I'm going to start selling his cars for some animals. I said, what do you mean animals? He said, like horses, donkeys, lions, tigers. I said, get out of here. He said, man, what would that be like if you had a lion in your, in your, in your, in your front seat driving with you? I said, yeah, I think that would be cool. So next thing you know, I'm out, of, I'm out of prison. I got three lion cubs at my house. <laughs> And I'm saying, how do you get this? This is like black market. These people are selling you this black market, and they're giving you papers for it. But the papers are like, the, the, you can only stay in New York for what? A month. All right, now we got to move them to another state. You can stay in Texas, you can stay as long as you want. But then you got to go to um, Ohio, you can only stay there for six months. Then you got to move them here, they're just moving them over. Every couple of months, you're moving them to different states. And I had a ball with them, though. I had a really good time. But no tigers today, right? No, I have kids now. I can't have them with kids. <laughs> they have a lot of pigeons, yeah. Lots of pigeons. Lots yep. of pigeons. So, uh, That's my first pet, a pigeon. You spent a little time in Indiana. That's where I'm from. Yeah. We won't talk about that. But No, no, we shall talk about that. I spent time so, in So, yeah, you were in Pendleton? Yeah. Pendleton. No, I wasn't no damn Pendleton. <laughs> I was in a, a decent prison <laughs> oh, <laughs> with nice people. Way better. Tyson's in there. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that almost missed. <laughs> oh, shit. And it was cool as shit to me then, too. I'm like, Mike uh, Tyson's in there. I'm like, maybe he's out in the yard. I'm like, where's Mike? What's it like in there, man? How's it Excuse me? How's it like in there? It's the best three years of my life. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. No, I had a ball there. No, trust, I had a ball there. Um, <laughs> every night I was eating from Italian restaurant menus. And I, listen, I lucked out in prison. I just really lucked out. I really wow. lucked out. I really lucked out. I don't know how that happened. I really lucked out. I, I didn't want to go home when it's time to go home. I didn't want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're eating gourmet meals? Yeah, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. <laughs> He's like, this is great. I got no rent. I'm getting fed. I got no, I don't. But then you got your tires and you got out. Oh, yeah. That was pretty Jeez. interesting. So, so listen, um, but what happened is I had a tiger because I always moved them around. So I had them in Texas where I could keep them longer for some reason because Texas has no law. So they kept the tigers longer there. And some lady comes over the fence and starts playing with my tiger, and my tiger rips her arm off. My tiger <laughs> never bit anybody. Like, never had a physical altercation with nobody since she was born. And next thing you know, she rips this person's arm off. Oh, my God. So imagine that an automatic lawsuit, right? <laughs> in Texas, and only in Texas, I wasn't guilty because she was on my property. <laughs> only in Texas. Only in Texas. But listen, I just felt so bad. I just told her she could keep the two thousand two hundred thousand dollars Her arm was all she, she just, uh, <laughs> her was gone. I, I, her lawyer said, what? I said, no, she can keep it. Cause she, man, when I saw her hand, I said, holy shit. <laughs> I said, my cat did that? <laughs> yeah, she, I, she deserved the money. She deserved it. Jeez. I love how you casually say, yeah, you can keep the $200,000. You, you tripped your arm oh, off. Oh, yeah, it was really sad. I had, a, I had a ton of money back then when I was younger. And I said, you just had that. It was just. <laughs> hey, man, I got to know. <laughs> well, somebody... Did somebody ever, like, people trash talk you. How did you deal with that? Because you seem like, like you kind of have this calmness to you. But you looked all, at me a second ago, about, and about, it was... No, nah, it's all about selling tickets. You might say some stuff and this and that. See, most guys just talk tough guy stuff. You know, I, I, I know about... I know. Use the mic. Excuse me, I know scriptures, I know the Torah, I know the Quran, I used to know the Bible, I used to know all this stuff, and I put all that stuff in where people would take serious, but it's bullshit. <laughs> you know, when you start hearing God and this and the divine, and you start, hearing, you start getting serious, holy shit, Mike is serious. It's all entertainment, if it's not entertainment, it's, it's nothing. Everything's entertainment, like um, Conor McGregor, all this guy, um, the guy Jake Paul, all that is entertainment. The only reason why you want to see him because you're entertained. Yeah. That's what it, this is all is. This is all entertainment. Everything's entertainment. Everything. Yeah, that's, once, a, that's all we live for. We're born to do that. But once the bell rings, that, enter, that entertainment is over, right? Like, no, I mean, not, not for us. That's the entertainment. But that's, I'm saying, not the for, main us, course. But for you. It's the main course. Yeah, for us. But for you, like, that, you're not being like, hey, I want to entertain everybody. You're like, no, I want to no, whoop well, some ass. It's something that a fighter, we, we, no, we've been doing this ever since we were little kids. We know what happened when the, book, the bell goes day. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just what we're programmed to do. We've been doing it since kids. It's all we know how to do. Even though we become successful in other fields, our mind always stays in that disciplined form of fighting. So I'm going to ask one last question, and I know that you guys are going to have some, and I'll open it up. I think we've got about like 10 <laughs> minutes or so left. Um, we talk a lot about legacy today. Larry talked about legacy both personally and professionally. Um, you met Fitz yet? Larry Fitzgerald. I know him very well, okay. yeah. Yeah, so great, great guy, great human being. Talked about legacy. I like to talk about legacy on the podcast. Something that's really interesting to me. Um, I mean, I was such a huge fan since I was a kid. You're still relevant today. I mean, we're, what's the, like, what do you want people to remember about Mike Tyson in 50 years? 
What's the just, mic? What just, do you want your legacy to be? I feel like it's more than even just boxing. It's more than cannabis. I don't What's know. Legacy? When you use that word legacy to me, I think that's the new <clears throat> ego. That's the new word for ego. Okay. Who the hell am I to think that, hey, my legacy is going to be brave and magnificent? I might kill somebody tomorrow. I might get by a car tomorrow. Anything's capable of <laughs> on happening. Accident. On accident. You know? <laughs> how, how, can, how can I worry about a, um, a legacy when I'm living life? Yeah. How can I worry about the future when I'm living life at this moment? Dealing with the, dealing with the trials and you know, the turbulations that life comes at you with. I can't think about my legacy a thousand years from now. I gotta deal with it right this second. And that's just another form to me. That's just another way my ego, my legacy is me doing this. How can my legacy can just be me being a shoemaker and my daughters being a shoemaker and everybody was shoemakers and we're all successful shoemakers? Why does it have to be a glamorous legacy? I was champ for so long and I made business here. Why can't it just be, hey, I took care of my family. You know, I loved God. I made a lot of mistakes. And that's how my life was. I don't have no big legacy. I'm some big master conqueror. No, that's, that's just not who I am. Yeah, I mean, he's not just Mike Tyson. It's not no, I don't look like, at that. Look, that's all for ego. What I really mm -hmm. am is somebody that came from the gutter and I never gave up. Yeah. No, you know, nobody never, I believe, you never lose. I don't care what you, what you do. You only lose when you, when you just give up. Other than that, you still have a chance to win. Okay, thank you for that. Um, listen, like, I, I, it's hard for me to think about it too, but I'm, I'm 42 years old. I don't really think about legacy, but I try to think about who am I as a human being and what's the impact I'm leaving. How do you explain you? So I as just a try human to be, being. yeah, so that's a great question. This is, uh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually a really great representation of who I believe that I am and who I'm supposed to be as somebody who is, gives, and connects to help others grow and be the best version of themselves and business and life and things like that. I am able to put this thing on and bring these people together that maybe somebody else couldn't. So it's a gift I've been given is these are the relationships I have to give back to the masses in hopes that they go and do like Amanda Triolo did from Rhino X last year and grew her business. So that's kind of who yeah. I feel like I am. Why do you think you want to do that? Well, what caused you to be that person to want to be that person to want to do that? It makes me feel good. I really? Makes me fulfilled. Well, I feel that way too, then. Okay. I feel that way too. No, no, I'm talking about, no, really. When people used to tell me, man, you need to love yourself, I thought that meant buy a new house, get a real pretty girlfriend, or get a new car. I never knew love yourself was loving other people. I, didn't, I, I took a long time to feel that, Ooh. find that out. There we go. I, I was late on that, but I found out, you know. Yeah. Go for it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, this was the open Q&A session with Mike, and sometimes it's hard to hear the audience and the questions that they're asking, so I'm going to go ahead and say them for them. And this first question was, what was your favorite fight? I don't know, Larry Holmes. Yeah. Larry Holmes. Why? Why? Muhammad Ali. That's right. Yeah. Anybody else? Hand up. Ish. Who's hurt you the most? Me. <laughs> me. <laughs> me. 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 No hesitation. Yeah, tell me about that. Huh? Oh, a couple of fighters. Yeah, they, they did a number on me. 
Lennox Lewis. You know why I remember that? Because my wife wasn't my wife then, but um, I remember her putting the ice packs on my head. My head had stuff on it. But it didn't hurt during the fight. Anybody that's an athlete understand when the, the dolphins and the adrenaline's pumping, it doesn't hurt so much. The next day, the next morning, oh, I felt like I was dying. <laughs> my head was Oh, and um, I, I, I eventually married this girl, but oh man, if she wasn't there, I would have been, I don't know what would have happened. I was alone in a room with a big head and it was just <laughs> pounding. Oh God. Your eyes are so close tight you can't open. Oh, it's so crazy. Fighting is a crazy business. <laughs> What's the biggest difference between being an actor and being an athlete? Well, <laughs> Not for that, you wouldn't. Maybe as an actor, you would. Yeah. At that time, I had to be this guy in order to become this guy. Yeah. And it was all connected, all this stuff. We're all connected. This is not, this is not about um, osmosis that we're here tonight. This is all, you know, divine shit, you know. Divine shit. Yeah. All right, we got one more question over here, Tom. Have you ever considered training the next Mike Tyson? You know, he's a Mike. You know, no, that's so interesting that people say that. Um, it takes a special, special person to be a trainer. It takes a more special. It takes a special. It takes a person of very special quality. He has better qualities than a fighter, the trainer. That's why most fighters are not really most great fighters are not really great trainers. You know, most fighters that can't fight, they teach, and they become great teachers. And they learn other things in life more than becoming a champion. There's many aspects of champion, right? Than being in the ring, there's many aspects of champion, characteristics, everything, and that helps too. That's more important than being a champion in the ring. You know, I appreciate that. But how could anybody ever really be the GOAT? Nobody could ever be the greatest of all time. They could only be... Yeah, the greatest of that time. You know, the greatest of their time. You know, no one... Yeah, but I'm very grateful for that, you know. It's just that um, you always want that when you didn't have it, but now when you it appears that you have it, you really don't want it anymore. That's something about life and about involving, huh? You think you want something that you're going to give up in the drop of a hat. And I guess that's life. I'm ready for um, questions, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's just getting warmed up. Let's go. Yes, Meg. What is your greatest accomplishment today? Being a respectable pops. Yeah, that's good. You know... It was, a, it, was, it was a moment I was so into myself, my kids didn't like me. So I had to reverse that way of thinking for to have that relationship with my children. Okay. It's really, at first I didn't give a fuck, but then when you see the attitude of your children, you know, it was my birthday one day. Oh, God, it was my birthday. And somebody called my kids and was filming. Hey, today's your father's birthday. What you got? Man, but I thought, I said, wow, they really think that about me? They were like, well, Dad, thank you. 
Um, happy birthday, Dad, and I hope you have a happy birthday because a lot of people all over the world love you and care about you, Dad. Yeah, yeah, know what, Dad? And so you, you're the great guy, Dad. You know, I said, oh, man. <laughs> so I had to change that right away. I, I became a responsible individual, and I, I listened to them. I didn't, I didn't drown them with what I had to say. And this is the truth, too. <clears throat> I'm over-polarizing. How somebody you going to be a good father if you just uh, this over-polarizing figure? Oh, I'm the champ. I'm the greatest of all time. Yeah, imagine, my, imagine me saying what your guys said all day to my kids. Hey, he's the greatest of all time. Hey, he's the greatest ever. He's the great. They don't want to hear that shit. They want to know, they want to hear that and say, I love you very much, and it's okay you made a mistake, and I forgive you. They don't want to hear that great shit. They look at you, oh, man, I tried it. So it's all about being humble with the kids. There's no, it's no, it's no champion in the house. There's no champion boxing in the household. It's all about mom, dad, and children, and the life we live in, and what life throws at us. Okay, we got what? Two more, seven? Two more questions? No, but okay, we got Mike. Okay, there we go, Brandon. There we go. You said you had to work your way out of the gutter. Did you ever sit back and wonder why you? Listen, that's the first thing that happens to a guy that comes from nothing and succeeds so much he doesn't deserve it. Self guilt. He wants to tear himself down. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Tearing ourselves down is more power than building ourselves up. Isn't that crazy? How much power it is by tearing yourself down? Who shit. <laughs> Great question. Good. Yeah. We got one more. One more. I saw somebody else had their hand up. One more question. JK. Last one. What's your next goal, and what are you most excited about? I want to um, start a business with my children. I want to work with my children and do something together with them, all of them. How many children? Seven children. One passed away. Really eight, eight children. And I just like the relationship that they are, and I want to I open a business with them. I want to start a business with these guys and see, how, see where they have a pension for business and entrepreneurship. Everybody's capable of doing it. In my family? Well, yeah, they, they no, well, not, but I took all the punches for they didn't have to. Oh, that's good. <clears throat> that's good. That's what that's about. They think they're tough and they're hitting the meds and all that, but they're not made for that stuff. The stuff that I overcame would kill them. That's good. Well, listen, I know you are on a tight deadline. Yes? Anna has one last. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'd like to, <laughs> excuse me, my wife would like to ask a question. Uh, yeah, you know what? Carry on. What is the one thing you blew money on that you thought was a bad decision? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. 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 So listen, right? Listen. Um, listen. Someone asked me, how do you blow like five million, six million dollars in like five weeks, eight weeks? You know why they think I'm hanging out with this? <laughs> oh, listen, all how many people in here? 50 people? 
Yep. All 50 people in here got bins. <laughs> no, I'm saying all these 50 people that my crew, boom, they got bins. We're in this hotel room. We got the whole floor, all the floors, and this is how we party. This is how we blow five million dollars in fucking six weeks. That's how we. That's how we do it. Everything's top of the line, and we over tip people. It's just crazy. It's just, that's what it is. You're living your best life. <laughs> listen, no, imagine, ma- imagine, no, listen. Imagine the, um, the waiters here are getting twenty thousand dollar tips. Imagine that this is what it is. It's a big carnival. It's a circus. There's a bunch of my friends and everybody hanging out, just oversplurging themselves, getting all big and fat and stuff. <laughs> 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 Woo, okay, okay, okay. okay hey, okay. it, 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 it kind of looked like you were reliving that moment here for just a second. <laughs> Listen, um, I'm like you. Um, if, I, if, I don't, if I have money and they have money, I don't feel good if I if I don't give it to them. I, if I eat, everybody got to eat pretty much. That's, That's what cool. it is. That's what it is. I can't. What fun would I had if I had that money and I was all by myself? Woo! Look at me. I'm, it ain't fun all by yourself if you can't touch other people with it. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that very much. Hey, uh, I just want to say. Well, I bought everything you could imagine. I'll shut the phone All the down. cars, planes, boats. That was before anybody had boats or planes back then. And, um, oh, God, I had so much fun. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Sue in this room would have loved to have had fun with Mike Dyson when he oh, says I was having fun. Oh, Hell yeah, no, absolutely. Listen, listen, I would come in this place. We'd be partying, and everybody's bills would be paid. Everybody would, get, have, everybody would have their bottles of um, Johnny um, Louis XVI oil. Man, it was, uh, man, trust me, man. It was, uh, it was like one of those... Biblical times, yes. Wine, turn the water to whatever. Solomon Gomorrah, it was just, man. <laughs> Excuse me? Legendary, buddy, legendary. Oh, boy. All right, guys. Hey, listen up. If Speaking you remember point, the party see, in Vegas, you weren't there. Did my best. <laughs> you weren't there if you remember. If you remember, you weren't there. <laughs> All right, hey, everybody, let's stand up. Let's give Mike a big round of applause. Mike, thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review. And be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.